We are live. Good to see you today, my EOS friends. It's a pleasure to be here with Eli. Eli is one of the winners from the hackathon, which is exciting. So we're going to talk about his project. Um, so Eli, let's start off. Just introduce yourself. My name is Eli. I'm the founder of All EBT. Yeah. Well, pleasure to have you on the show, man. Um, I would love to start with what you think is most exciting going on in EOS right now. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. We're pumped up here because um, we're actually located in Puerto Rico. So mm -hmm. I moved down here originally from LA. Uh, I moved down here about three, four months ago. And um, the community is really awesome. A lot of the people are on our team. They're part of the EOS community. And, you know, Puerto Rico is, uh, is, is a really interesting place uh, just for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was just telling you. Unfortunately, I missed a recent trip to Puerto Rico because of some other EO stuff we were building. But um, I wanted to go to Restart Week, man. What was that? Did you end up going to that? And what, what was it like? Totally, totally. So it was pretty amazing. This this time around, it was in Ponce, and a lot of the a lot of the stuff was really uh, you know it it was really planned out, and it was it was really going outside of the island not just in the area metro the the main capital but it was looking outside of the island inside of the island but in more of the remote parts of the island okay so like yeah the the all the outskirts and everything what yeah. what are some like what are some examples examples of what's going on down there i'm not real familiar i know that are they building eos projects are they building community projects or what what's what's actually well, going know, on? i think puerto rico is a very interesting place because it's, uh, you know, I grew up in LA, so I think that's really where the story starts for me. It starts in, in LA, and I grew up speaking Spanish. I grew up in a, you know, Hispanic neighborhood, and, and a, lot of the, a lot of the, you know, struggles that we have here in LA, just like in low-income neighborhoods or, you know, communities of color, uh, also that happens in, in Puerto Rico where there's a lot of, it's, it's really sad to say, but there's a lot of like racial segregation and there's a lot of immigration. So there's people from the Dominican Republic that are there. There's people from other islands that come there. And, you know, my going into that island, you, you kind of come with some presupposed ideas. But then when you get there, you see that, um, you know, the communities are, are different from what the media tells you. It's because we get a lot of misinformation from the media and it's just what's going on over there. Yeah. Well, what's it like? What are the people like? Like, is it a very, uh, oh, how do they, I mean, how do they yeah, so feel about people I got, coming in? I got a funny story. So, so as soon as I landed in the airport, I had no idea where I was going to go. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm in Puerto Rico now. I got, I got a, a kind of a vision of where we want to go with the company and what we want to build. And as soon as I got out, out of the airport, you can't get an Uber. You can't, you can't catch an Uber, right? Okay. Um, so I had to get a ride with a taxi guy. So he picks me up and he's a really nice Dominican guy. And I start talking to him and we start talking in Spanish. And I said, hey, you know, what's going on? I just got here. And he's like, cool, awesome. And I said, hey, you know, where should I stay? I'm looking for a place. And he said, you know what? This is, this is random, but my mom's house is just vacant right now she's she moved to, to florida come you can stay over there and i was like what so sure enough day one i i went to this place called uh, barrio obrero and it's kind of close to santurce and i just got 
all of a sudden into this community. And they took me to a local restaurant. And this local restaurant, um, it was basically somebody's backyard that they had converted. Yeah, they had converted this backyard into a full-on table restaurant, home-cooked meals. And, and there you go. That was my first day in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I love that. That makes me want to come like visit you in Puerto Rico. <laughs> ASAP. Open for, for anybody. We have, we have a humble house there and, uh, and everybody's really welcoming. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's it, what a, what a cool, it's cool to hear it's such a welcoming, uh, welcoming culture down there. Uh, and, and that's, I mean, that's how I kind of pictured it, honestly. So <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. So what, um, what do they, what was restart week as far as EOS goes, kind of what were they, what was their focus and yeah. You know, I think, uh, I can't really, really talk to, I don't, I definitely don't want to talk to what the restart project was, was going for and in their direction, but I know from my perspective, restart was, was about connecting uh, communities that aren't traditionally part of this technology sector Mm -hmm. to technology, right? So these are people that have mobile devices, that have internet access, and these are our neighbors, our friends, our families, and we basically wanna use technology to benefit them in, in practical ways, right? So that's what Restart, was about for me and it was really about like building community building community with local people not just uh the people that are in the capital of san juan that are running the country but actually like people that are in the countryside um, the farmers the agriculture the people that are just working every day you know and and people that are struggling because it's a struggle it's a struggle you know they had a, a big disaster and i think I think uh, I didn't. I didn't realize how big of a da- disaster it was until I got there. Because you we're in LA or New York or San Francisco, and you're like, "Oh yeah, hurricanes." I don't get it. No, but but these people they had no water. They had no lights. It was like messed up. And one of the big problems too, like even if they would go to the to the supermarket, and they would, ha- you know, if somebody had like you know, thousands of dollars on their credit card or debit card, they couldn't buy food because the machine wouldn't take their credit card oh, transaction. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so it was really like, like shaking for everybody there. Yeah. That's, that's one of the kind of like crazy things about having, I mean, I usually use a credit card. I kind of don't use cash that often. Yeah, and exactly. uh, but you're, you're fully reliant on there being some sort of power, you know, exactly. um, you don't think about this, but yeah, if there's no power, you you can't swipe your credit card. Yeah, all those ones and zeros on a on a database somewhere don't mean much if you can't can't you don't have the that back infrastructure. Um, wow, interesting. So are you are you going to be living down there now? Or are you kind of transitioning to stay in Puerto Rico? Is that the plan? No, we're here for good. We're yeah. we're building out a team, and we have a bunch of local developers. We have local marketing guys. We have everybody's all local here. So we're building out with the team on the ground here. And um, yeah, we're happy to be here. And, and what part of Puerto Rico is your, you and your team located in? Yeah, so we have the, like, it's, it's the hacker house or the all EVT house. It's in El Barrio Obrero, uh, in El Área Metro, in El Área de Santurce. Okay, and that would be, is that southern, northern, eastern? Oh, yeah. So you get, a, you get in the air, you land in the airport, 
and you pass the beaches and you're on the way into the middle of the city and then you pass all the fancy hotels and then you go to this like kind of rough neighborhood on the outskirts and that's where we're at. Cool, man. Well, good. I, I look forward to hearing what you guys are building out there and what's going on. So, um, so for people who don't know, uh, your team won a, uh, the social impact award at the hackathon. You're one of the winners of the hackathon and it was for all EBT. Um, what is that? Like what, what's your EOS project that you're working on? Yeah. So we're really excited because they, uh, they're going to send us to Africa. We, <laughs> yeah. Really, like, so this is the ramp up to South Africa, to Cape town on a, on a journey that probably is going to change our lives. So, and for anyone who doesn't know, block one does it so proper. Like if they're sending you guys to Africa, like they're, 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 sending you guys to Africa. That's, you know, plane flights, places to stay, food to eat. Like it, their blog one does it very beautifully as far as their, their hackathons go. I was so surprised with San Francisco. It was, it was pretty stunning. So um, yeah, congratulations. What do you, what do you expect? What do you expect out of Africa? Yeah, we're, we're super pumped up here. So I fly out tomorrow, Thursday. Oh, wow. And, and we, we got to lay over in Dubai and the whole team's going. And we're just, uh, we're really excited about the incubation week that they put together. So there's a lot of details in the incubation week. There's sessions all morning long, and then there's team building sessions. And then in the afternoon, we're actually going to go out into the community and, and really get a feel of what's going on over there. So to answer your first question, the, the project that, that we're doing is it, the company that we're working on, it's called All EBT, and it's basically a... Uh, you can say it's like the cash app for food stamps or a smart wallet for food stamps. Um, one of the problems here in the U.S. is that people that are on food stamps, they can't shop online. So mm. there's 22% of the U.S. population on food stamps. Yeah. A lot of people. And these people are just like me and you. They all have phones. They all have internet. They all check Instagram and Facebook yeah. and YouTube. But they get um, they get about four to six hundred dollars a month on food stamps, but their food stamp card doesn't work online, so they can't shop anywhere online, can't buy anything online. Basically, they're they're uh, the one of the most important things for anybody is food, and they can't make use of technology to get access to healthy food and to all these other benefits that we get. You know kind of a, a really valid point there in the angle because I'm trying to think of, okay, why would it be important for people to be able to shop online as opposed to just go to the grocery store? But, you know, unfortunately what sucks is that like a lot of the, the low income areas where people are on food stamps, they right. don't have like access to quality food. You know, there's like 7-Elevens and they're having to shop at like liquor stores and like, and so the like where are you going to get organic vegetables you're just not unless you're going to drive a half hour or something you know and so um that's a that's a key where the ability to shop online is like the ability to eat healthy you know which is a which is a huge privilege yeah it's pretty ridiculous because it you, you just said it perfectly like sometimes you're not in the best area to order food or what if you're disabled or what if you have young children or what if, you know, there's all these other reasons why like transportation is a hard thing mm -hmm. and why shouldn't technology like help people just get healthy food on the table? And, and then, and then why is this important for like 
why is this like really important? Because some people, it just goes over their head. Like, all right, those people are on food stamps. I'm not. So this goes over my head. The reason why this is important is because just like Bitcoin or Litecoin or any other type of cryptocurrency, not any, but we're trying to create some type of sound money, right? And sound money is like one of these big pillars, right? And guess what's another big pillar? Food is a big pillar. And I think that's why um, it's really a universal thing that's uh, important for, for the whole planet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any kind of angles that we're missing of why it's so important? I mean, those are, those are all pretty huge angles. Is there anything else that we're kind of overlooking there as far as the importance of this? I, I, I think food is an important thing for, for pretty much the whole planet. So yeah. that's the big angle. So uh, for sure, for I, sure. I think, um, I think, I think, I think the reason why it was important to me, I think maybe that's good for this story. Mm -hmm. is, you know, I grew up on food stamps. I grew up in LA and I saw people struggling, whether it was my family or my aunts. And then when I grew up, I got to work, you know, at some really cool Silicon Valley startups, uh, eventually got to Google, eventually got to Amazon. And what I noticed is that all the technology we we're building at those big companies whether it was computer vision, speech recognition, artificial intelligence, all those solutions didn't have like an impact on my community. And that's why it was really important to me because I said, you know what, what I, we need to build something for the people that are right here in my community. And this was one of the problems that I saw on a daily basis. And that's why it was important to me. Yeah, and you know, and that's it's so easy to overlook. I mean, especially somewhere like the Silicon Valley, where everyone gets so caught up and they're kind of in their own bubble of of pushing this tech forward, and everyone around them is doing fine, and that you know it's hard for them to pop out of that bubble and realize that there's there's social impact that needs to be made as well. I mean, that, that's why you guys won the social impact award because it's it's such a um, you know such a pressing need. So that, that congratulations again to you guys. It's, that was that was cool. That was cool. We're yeah. excited about where this is going to go, yeah. So what, how far along are you, or what can you tell us about the kind of the tech aspect or your ideas on how, this is, how it's going to work on the blockchain or, or, you know, the mechanics of it? Well. Or basically, what's the idea? Like, how's it, how's it, how's it going to work? Yeah, so the first iteration of the product was basically just solving the, the problem for transacting online. So you have a paper coupon, right? And this paper coupon can get spent online. So as the first iteration of the product, we basically converted the paper food stamp coupon and into a virtual card, right? So once the, the user had the virtual card, they can start making transactions online. That was the first iteration. Now moving into blockchain, crypto, EOS, we basically saw that our users, they were able to leapfrog technology, right? So they were able to really quickly jump into whether it was a chat environment, whether it was downloading some type of apps, they were willing to do like anything possible to like make their food stamps work online. And we said, these users are actually really, really smart. So why not? 
try to figure out an easy way to bring them into the crypto community. And so we're working on some products right now where maybe as a user, you don't have a big budget to, um, to invest into, into crypto, but maybe you can invest a couple pennies off of your next purchase. You know, maybe there's some type of auto investing platform that we can build. Or maybe there's a way just to create some type of a savings account for these users. Or maybe there's just a way to, so for the, to clarify, so for the food stamps, there's actually a couple different types of food stamps. One of them is um, basically a card, EBT card, and the other one's a paper coupon. And then on those different formats, you actually get a cash portion. So you get about $200 in cash. And the cash doesn't have the same restrictions like the, like the paper coupons. So obviously with the paper, you, there's no alcohol, no tobacco. But with the cash, you, if you wanted to like, invest that money or do some other types of transaction with it or help somebody else with it, it's very hard to do because it's stuck on this card that, that really doesn't interact with, with anybody else besides yourself. And we think that there's a way to using EOS to align all these different stakeholders. So we have the, the users that are on food stamps. We have the merchants that want to accept food stamps digitally. And then we have the government and the local governments that basically they want to help their communities. They just, they're getting tied up with bureaucracy. Yeah. So is one of the ideas to take the cash portion of the food stamps and let people easily buy EOS with it? Is that kind of one of the integrations you're talking about there? Yeah. Yeah. We're thinking about that. We're, we're going to basically roll that out and see where the users go with it. And, and as always, you know, we want to build something that's useful for them. Yeah. <clears throat> and, so, so, so they might, so, so it's very, um, we have to build stuff that's useful for the user, right? So, we want to confirm that my hypothesis that EOS is ridiculously useful for the customer, right? So that's what we're going to do. Okay. And uh, on, on the, on the first use case, as far as like getting um, these paper food stamps and making them usable online, does that take the, um, like the okay from the government or does that take like the government doing something to make that happen? Or is there, is there like, is it, is it a workaround? I, I don't have a real clear, clear picture of that. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. So um, what we did was something pretty radical. We said, all right, in order to get all the permits and the licenses, let's just open up a little store. So we're going to actually open up a small store in the middle of East LA and Puerto Rico that'll authorize us to start doing these EBT food stamp transactions. So that's the initial step. Um, in terms of the, the government, we're trying to work at a local level with the government of Puerto Rico, the government of Los Angeles, and, and really address their local problems and get those. Because when people talk about food stamps, it always becomes very political really quick. And regardless of the politics of who deserves what, or who doesn't deserve what, we're trying to figure out a solution to actually empower these people in the community. Yeah, and it's a, it's a cool, what I like about it is it kind of gives this ability for people to use 
their food stamps for something almost entrepreneurial, if you will, like the ability to take it upon yourself, go out and learn about the blockchain and EOS and possibly even invest some of that in a little bit of EOS and then start kind of being an early adopter of the blockchain. And, and, um, you know, that, that's a beautiful thing. That, that, that's a, yeah. I like opportunity, dude, you know, yeah, and it's pretty radical because it, there's about 54 million people in America on food stamps. So that's like a huge number of people and all these people are ready, ready to be like, use any financial tool that they can to, yeah, to eat healthier, to invest more wisely, to do all these like creative things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of a, a common misunderstanding. Like the, the, the gut reaction for some people is like, Oh, food stamps, they must be lazy or something, but that's not, you know, that's not necessarily the case. Like that doesn't, that's not, there's not that correlation is not really there. There's, you know, it's there's, actually not. Yeah. 7% of the veteran population is on food stamps. Exactly. And it's, so it's like, it's the same, you know, just like people who aren't on food stamps, it's probably the same proportion of like, you know, lazy people and not lazy people or people wanting to learn and people not. And, and the difference is that, uh, is the opportunity. So it's like being able to give this huge section of the population, the opportunity and unlocking all that talent is, is, um, is so cool. You know, it's such a cool idea. Such a cool idea. So awesome. Yeah. Um, what else, uh, what's kind of on the roadmap? Let's, let's look like further down the road. Do you guys have kind of a long-term goal or would you like seeing it go? Yep. So the pilot is Los Angeles and Puerto Rico. Um, really with the feedback that we're getting from EOS is how do we take this global and how do we, how do we address issues across the planet? Right? So we're going to look at that in Africa and, and really create a strategy on, on figuring out, all right, because food is a problem, not just for LA and Puerto Rico, but around the planet. And we think that like, this is a good entry point for a lot of other positive things that, you know, cryptocurrencies can do around the world. Well, yeah, I mean, the idea of taking it global is like a whole different, you know, that's a whole different aspect. And it, it brings the question, like, why even interact with the standard food stamp system in the u.s at all why not start a new social system on um on eos itself and like i mean are you familiar with uri dan's universal resource income idea or in universal resource inheritance which is look before you before you have too many judgments on this listeners look into the difference between uri and uh universal basic income they're not they're not the same thing. There's a huge philosophical difference and it's nuanced, but like, don't just, don't just write it off because you don't like UBI. This is, it's a, it's a different idea. Um, you universal resource inheritance, but anyway, um, is that like a, maybe a long-term plan? I mean, is anyone at block one kind of said, Oh, this is maybe a, uh, an angle for URI to be implemented. I, I think everybody that, the, that has looked at the problem, kind of sees the the magnitude of it and just the I, I guess the alignment between what we want to do with EOS and the problems that we're having on the ground in certain places. So so yeah, I, I think we we definitely we don't under fully understand, you know, there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh I guess I, I really don't, I don't like the, the whole, 
universal basic income and other you know other conversations just because of the fact that things get really political really quickly mm -hmm. so we always try to look at the problem from the perspective of we have a technology in our hands and we have a problem and we want to help the user solve that problem right so we're sticking to that right for the for the moment being but yeah. but with that said i think uh <laughs> you know if you really take a look at okay why was this food stamp program created in the beginning it was created because they wanted to make sure that somebody was able to actually get a piece of bread or a, a piece of fruit and eat it and they gave them a voucher that would give them the ability to go make that purchase right so if you really want to look crazy way out there Take a look like 30, 50 years from now, how could we build a system where maybe it's, it, it sounds kind of weird, but like the food that we eat would actually be registered to like, hey, it's getting consumed by a human at this point, at this place. Um, it might sound weird now, but the weird ideas are usually the ones that are turn into the future, right? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I think that's kind of one of the, the thing that's hard for people about uh, food stamps is the, is, is where the money gets spent. It's like they want it to be spent just on nourishment and making sure these people are getting healthy food, you know? And, and then even look at this from like a philosophical perspective, like basically food represents energy, right? Mm -hmm. so how, how radical is that? Like it, it's a source of energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the ability for, yeah, for those humans to go out and do something with their, with their lives and add some sort of value somewhere along the way, um, you know, in their little, in their little part. So yeah, giving them that fuel, giving them that fuel. Well, is a, well you, you know, I mean, this is a pretty deep conversation and I don't know all the answers, but I know there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of areas like labor, like food, like money that all intersect together in some way. And we're trying to, to, to really push the boundaries of, of how those things intersect with each other right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's kind of natural. What people want is like an answer, like, okay, how are you going to do this and how's it going to end up? And, you know, but that's not really the case with pushing fringe technologies. I mean, blockchain is such a good example. Like we, a few years ago, people didn't know where it was going or how it was going to end up or didn't see the ICOs coming or didn't see the ICOs disappearing or didn't see, you know, security. Like you, the, the amount of angles and the amount of, uh, you know, inputs is, it makes it completely unpredictable. All you can do is what you guys are doing kind of on the base level is start chipping away at these problems and trying different build. things. All you can do is build. Yeah. All you can do is build. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, you're, you're kind of attacking a giant problem, but you're starting, it sounds like what you guys are doing is starting at the, at the base level and, um, and continuing to build and continuing to push it down the road. You know, so that's cool. So you leave for Africa tomorrow. Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. So um, that's that's yeah, great. Excited. You know, I think there's a. It's just such a big. Uh, it's a mission. You know, this is like, I don't, I was I was I was looking at some historical footage. Like, um, I think uh, like Muhammad Ali went to Africa. Like uh, Kennedy went to Africa. You know, like uh, Fidel Castro, he went to fucking Africa, you know, like 
this is pretty radical, man. Like, we're getting on a plane tomorrow, and we're going to fucking Africa. Yeah, that is freaking wild, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to think about this, you know, just today. I'm like, wow, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to Africa. Yeah, that that is that's amazing, man. Um, especially since since your team was in San Francisco, like opposite sides of the world. I mean, not quite opposite sides of the world, but I mean, that's pretty far. That's like you're globetrotting, make, trying, you know, pushing this idea forward. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah. And I want to give a shout out to all the people at the Hackathon that made it possible, all the team members. Um, you know, I, I, it wouldn't have been possible without the mentors. Shout out to all the people, all the people from LA, Everpedia people were there. Um, all the EOS people were there. All the Finns people were there. And so a big shout out to all the LA companies representing and uh, the hackathon. Yeah. Yeah. And who is, who's on your team? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So we, have a handful, so we have a handful of developers. Um, but the people that were officially on the team were Eli, Candida, and Kai. Right? Those are the three. They're, on the, they're all going to Africa right now. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of the developers, we have uh amir we have solomon we have lewis we have andy we have angel and we also have john carlo and these are developers from puerto rico and and some developers from la also you found quite a bit of uh of developers in puerto rico on your and put them on, on got them on a team what's is there like kind of a, a little bit of a tech scene starting up down there or how, how'd that go yeah I, so you know we uh I got to Puerto Rico and the first thing, one of the first things we did was like, let's just go to the university. Let's talk to kids. Let's see what they're, let's see what's going on. And there's a bunch of blockchain groups like at universities. And I just jumped in there and we just got all the cool people. We got all the cool kids and we got them working on this project. So, and it was something that like they really identified with because, you know, their mothers were on food stamps and, you know, Actually, Puerto Rico is one of the biggest recipients of food stamps in the U.S. So they actually, they understand these problems. And then they also understand how technology can help solve these problems. And, and a, a funny side story. So any developer that joins the team or any marketing person or anybody, anybody, like usually your first day at a, at a startup, you know, you're going to do, I don't know, orientation or something dumb, right? For our company, Day one, the first task is you got to go to the Department of Social Services, void in line, and uh, fill out all the paperwork to, like, apply for fucking food stamps. Yeah. Eye-opener for people because, you know, they just can't believe that this system is so archaic. And, uh, all, <clears throat> and the way that you get treated over there, it's so horrible. So it's a real eye-opener for all the developers. Yeah, for sure. Did are you familiar with um maybe have you heard of Code for America? Yes. Yeah, Code for America is out of San Francisco, I think. Um, but they they do a lot of uh they do a lot of work with the government. Basically, they do little mini hackathons where they go in and fix like just fucked up government stuff, uh, like the DMV like website and things like yeah. that. Food stamps is one that I heard them talk about because, uh, you know, it's such a convoluted process as far as even once you get all that front end paperwork and things done like that, they expire every certain amount of months. You have to like renew and like tell them where you're living in your job and things like that. But again, it's a convoluted process and people get their food stamps cut off kind of often um, because they don't have time to take care of it. 
um, and there's not some sort of streamlined website to do it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Just, I mean, like, there's a lot of problems out there, and there's a lot of problems with food stamps. So we're not trying to solve them all. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that we're trying to solve at this, like, really specific point is figuring out how do we help the user start doing transactions, you know, digitally, right? Yeah. So that's where, that's where, that's our kind of launching point. Um, and, and yeah, we could, we could talk about days about, you know, what we think is wrong with the system or not. All we need to know is that it, it's a system. It's, it's a system out there and whether it's an educational system, whether it's a political system, whether it's a, a jail system, like these are all systems that like, you know, growing up in LA or Puerto Rico, you become very acquainted with like really early, like, Oh yeah. Uh, that's a system. Over there. I better watch out. Yeah. And you know, I think uh, for me personally, the ability to, to like say, Hey, yeah, this is the system, but this is what we're going to do to like either overcome that or make it better. You know? Yeah. Or go around it <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, without um, being like so blunt like yeah like how do you like basically yeah yeah um cool well as far as uh, as people who are watching this go um what kind of takeaways do you want them to have and then what should they be looking for from your team where, where can they find you online yeah I, I just want to you know create awareness around technology and and some of the local problems so food stamps is just one of the issues and access to healthy food is an important thing for everybody. So I think even though it doesn't affect us like on a daily basis, it affects every, the people that we see on the street. It affects immigrants, it affects like huge portion of this population. And um, I just want to, you know, whatever we build, we have to go in there with the mindset of like, yeah, like what are, what's this real problem we're trying to solve? And how can we use technology to benefit, you know, humanity in general? Um, that's like my, uh, my kind of like big vision here. But um, in terms of the company, you can find us at www.allebt.com. That's www.allebt.com. And then my email address is Eli, E-L-I, at A-L-L-E-B-T.com. And all the information's on there. We're, we're doing a lot of interesting stuff. Um, from a user side and then also from a fundraising side. So we just launched a WeFunder campaign and we're also closing around before, uh, during the holiday period right now. So if people are interested in, in supporting the project, you can definitely do that. And then again, you know, just a big shout out. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the team, if it wasn't for all the mentors, for, uh, you know, all the smart people that are around me, whether it's the people in LA, like uh, the Everpedia guys, the Sense team, um, and then all the engineers that are on board, you know, they're the ones that are, are building this product and, and they're here for the mission. They're not, they're not here because like we're paying them like big Silicon Valley salaries. They're here because they see the potential in this. Cool, man. And you mentioned a, a WeFund campaign. So is that, is that your, uh, is that your avenue for raising basically money to pay the team to work on this is through WeFund? Is that, how's that, is that how that working? That's the initial launch into I guess the investors community um, so we got a lot of interest from angel investors some in institutional investors so we're instead of going one by one to all the different angels we're, we're launching the WeFunder campaign kind of like how Everpedia did the same thing um, a couple years ago 
and and then also we're we're you know we're we're going to the final in South Africa, and there's like you know there's there's a lot of money on the table there, and I'm sure that we're gonna find a solution to to get this project going forward at light speed. Cool, man. I'm not I, I'm not familiar with WeFunder. What what is it? Is it like a GoFundMe? Is it like yeah, a Kickstarter it's type of thing? Crowdfunding camp for crowdfunding okay. platform. It's a Y Combinator company. So it if 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 it, if the people start doing a little bit more research, we also won another hackathon. So we were at the Y Combinator hackathon, and we won that hackathon with the initial project, which was basically just the food stamps to the virtual card. And so we got introduced to WeFunder through the Y Combinator people, and then we're getting that campaign up right now. It'll be on the website. People can check it out there. They can invest anywhere from $20, $100 to whatever they investing um but yeah that's we funder cool cool and y combinator is a, is a huge accelerator uh you know hugely popular accelerator in the silicon valley so um you know you guys won a y combinator hackathon you were one of the winners at the um eos san francisco hackathon you're going to africa so yeah big things man this is cool very cool um any parting thoughts for our for our eos podcast friends out there I think uh, just be kind to each other and, and treat other people, you know, happy, you know, treat other people like, like better than you would treat yourself. Uh, you know, I think, I think uh, I fall short of that sometimes too. And I think, you know, if we can just stay positive, be honest with each other, and we can do a lot of great things in life. Yep. Uh, beautiful, beautiful ending note. We're in a wonderful time and place in history, my EOS friends. And uh, I'm, honored to be a part of it thanks for coming on the show man i really appreciate your time and um i look forward to catching up with you i'll be following the all ebt project so uh cheers my yes friends right on man take care the money is not the prime asset in life time is and uh, your time is just